Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota, Gulf Coast Business Supply, and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making Coastal Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. Thanks for listening on 103.1, or maybe you're you're listening live at Facebook Live or YouTube Live or your favorite podcast later, but we're wherever, whenever you want to come in contact with uh, Coast View and celebrate Coastal Mississippi. And man, do we enjoy celebrating Coastal Mississippi here. We, ha- we actually have a really special show for you today. As um, you know, if you're a regular listener, you know that I am drawn to the arts community of Coastal Mississippi. And man, we're so lucky to have not only the ability to celebrate historic artists here in coastal Mississippi, whether it be George Orr or, or, the, or the Anderson family, the Walter Anderson Museum. We talk about that a lot or the Peter Anderson Festival and all the beautiful festival. We have a lot to be thankful for here in this community, but we have a lot of thriving artists that are doing their thing every single day and, and inspiring us in so many different kinds of ways. And that's what this show is going to be about today. But I wanted to circle back for a second because a couple of days ago, I shared with you a story that was in Coastal, uh, excuse me, Southern Living Magazine. And the headline for the story said that Coastal Mississippi is back and now's the time to visit these beautiful towns. I love the way it said it. And then, of course, the story then goes on to sort of take you on a tour and talk to people here in coastal Mississippi. Has a great video that goes that, that accompanies it that is really terrific. Uh, but, it you know, it goes from Ocean Springs to Bay St. Louis and points in between. It talks to a lot of Coast View friends. And, um, and what it says is, is about our resurgence from Katrina, the work that we've done to sort of re-envision and to step it up. And essentially, it says that we We've arrived. This collection of communities that make up Coastal Mississippi has arrived. And as you know, I have always seen Coastal Mississippi as this, this collection of communities. And it says that the towns in the area have redrawn the future since Hurricane Katrina. And uh, the video says that, you know, the shipyard is humming and the artists are flocking to Bay St. Louis and Ocean Springs and boutique hotels are appearing on the waterfronts and restaurant scene is exploding. You have MGM Park and Mississippi Aquarium and attractions like Oral Keefe Museum and the and the Walter Anderson Museum and I mean, it just, it just goes on. And when you read it, you have a lot of pride for coastal Mississippi. But in the story, it interviews uh, one of our guests today. And, uh, and it's Steve Barney, the executive director of the arts in Hancock County. And, uh, you know, what he says, you know, it really helps you have a strong sense that not only have the artists that were displaced come back, but this thriving community just continues to, I always say, kind of feed off itself and not only bring people who appreciate the arts, but bring more artists. I think in some respects, and, and especially as it relates to Hancock County, the pandemic and the impact on New Orleans caused a lot of people from New Orleans to sort of flock into the Hancock County area. And uh, people are discovering, you know, all of our small towns here in coastal Mississippi. And, you know, it's great to have an opportunity to visit some, with someone like Steve Barney because you really get a sense of the passion uh, that he has. I'll also mention to you that Steve's going to be joining us and then we'll have a wonderful visit from some artists that are involved in projects. And uh, I look forward to introducing them along the way as well. So without any further ado, let me turn to my friend Steve Barney. He's the executive director 
of the arts in um, Hancock County. And he's also he's also actually a very talented guy himself. He's got a he's the founder of what is called the Steam Punk Pottery Project. And we'll talk more about that as well. But good morning to you, Steve. How are you doing, buddy? Morning, Ricky. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. You had to have been thrilled to see that Southern Living story. Yeah, you know, uh, over the last couple of years, we've had a lot of uh, national media attention. But this Southern Living uh, article, you know, it was really well researched. They interviewed everybody on the coast, and uh, I was very humbled to be included with uh, the other folks uh, interviewed and be able to talk about everything that's happening over here in Bay St. Louis and Hancock County and how the arts is uh, helping drive so much of this funky little arts town. Well, you know, art was always a big deal in Bay St. Louis. And I remember I remember going to the charrettes after Hurricane Katrina and talking about how important it was to sort of revitalize that part of the community that we, we needed to we needed to to replant that seed and create an opportunity for them to come back. And obviously it, it was really kind of the basic needs in the beginning. It was, you know, make it so that kids could go back to school, make it so they would have a place to stay, make it so that their, you know, their economic contributions and their ability to make a living could come back. It took time, but you know, what was really cool is that sort of the, 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 the citizens of, of the community. And I, and I say this about Bay St. Louis, but I also say this about Waveland or Diamond Head or anywhere in Hancock County, the heavy lift that they had to do after Katrina was really dynamic. And leaving was really never an option. Some people had to leave temporarily, but they came back. But, you know, when you look back now, it took time. But, boy, have we arrived at a very special place. And it's great to see uh, magazines like Southern Living Magazine take note of it. But we have arrived at a very special place, haven't we, Steve? Yeah, we, we sure have. Uh, you know, Bay St. Louis was this funky little arts town before the storm, and you know, as you mentioned, Ricky, you know, the infrastructure, the the rebuilding from the the ground up, you know, lots of stuff had to had to be uh, done to to make this place livable. But what ended up happening was the artists that were displaced to Houston and other places they came back, but then lots of folks like myself uh, discovered Bay St. Louis, discovered the area after Katrina and there was this magic and we feel drawn to be here and there's hundreds of us from across the United States who have now um, made this our home and you know as you say that the creative economy all the activity how art and culture integrates in with everything going on on, on our little coastal town is, is just magnificent. Yeah, we talk about the creative economy on this show a lot as it relates to the new economy. It could be an artist. It could be a graphic artist. It could be an engineer, an architect. It could be a writer. And one of the one of the things that I think is a, a part of our economic future, part of our success in the future, part of our quality of life in the future, is that we're building the kind of communities that people want to live, work, and play in. So they're walkable communities, and they can live, work, and play in that same area. That's why mixed-use communities are so popular. But um, if you had to define 
a community that really fits that description. Certainly, Bay St. Louis is is thriving. You see Waveland beginning to make positive steps. But it's exciting. And as executive director of the arts in Hancock County, you see the role you play to help sort of keep it organized and moving forward and thriving and sort of open to what the next step might be. Because in the art community, you sort of never know where it's headed, do you? No, we don't. Uh, but we have this cadre of all, over 300 working artists, and we've got all these galleries and shops, and it, it it all works together. You know, there's there's lots of things going on behind the scenes that artists are involved with uh, with promoting businesses. You know, uh, everything we're doing in the arts community at the Arts Hancock County is working closely with the the Old Town Merchants Association in Old Town, working with Lazy Magnolia up in the kill, you know, as you say, lots of projects and, you know, Studio Waveland and Diamond Head is these world-class uh, sculptors and glass artists, Erica uh, and Mitchell Godet. Uh, so, yeah, there's just this critical mass, Ricky. It is. It's really exciting. And by the way, uh, tell me real quick, what is Steampunk Pottery Project? And tell me about masquerading as the Mad Potter. Well, okay, so so you know when I first discovered the Oro O'Keefe Museum of the Art Art uh, in Biloxi, the beautiful Frank Erie campus, got uh, really drawn to learning all about George Orr, the Mad Potter, and you know everyone knows about his famous mugs and and how thin they are and his kind of uh, crazy designs, but I really became enamored, Ricky, with this story of him using a. Uh, Pottery is performance art and kind of he was the self-proclaimed greatest potter in the world. And he went around to festivals and exhibitions, putting on this kind of vaudeville uh -huh. show. And, you know, I immersed myself in George Orr so much, read everything I could, watched every documentary. And George Orr came to me in a dream. Honest to God, Ricky, he came to me in a dream and he told me to carry on his tradition in that dream, I visualized this crazy contraption, this steampunk contraption made out of belts and pulleys and mannequin arms. And I actually have a climbing harness allows me to hang upside down. If you Google upside down Potter, you'll see some, some amazing videos. So this has become a vehicle inspired by George Orr for me to promote the arts, but more importantly, the STEAM and steampunk is a way to integrate art into STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. I have an engineering background. I quit my career as an engineer to pursue art full time, but we're using pottery as a way to teach the next generation of kids about science and engineering. That That's so exciting. And you know, I talk about this often, but this sort of um, coming together, this whimsical Potter, Potter and, and uh, George Orr with this whimsical architect and Frank Gehry, it seemed like it's just a it's just this wonderful marriage and as publisher of the sun herald i supported that project from its very inception to where it is today i, I just i love what it stands for in terms of putting coastal mississippi on an international map in a lot of ways hey when we come back we're going to talk about a really exciting festival that's coming up and we're going to be joined by a series of artists that we want to introduce to you the first one up will be ann madden and uh we'll see you after this break View 
on Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I-10 Exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. And uh, Steve Steve Barney has joined us. He is the uh, executive director of the Orange in Hancock County. And one of the things you mentioned, actually, is making mugs for the Lazy Magnolia. I, I, I think the world of Mark Henderson. He's been on the show many, many times. And I think, you know, we think about you sort of having this uh, – this mad potter, you know, kind of thing that you do and, and how you understand it and how it's related to STEM, et cetera. I kind of, you can't help but think about Mark Henderson. You know, the, here's this guy who's got, you know, the first uh, brewery in Mississippi, but he has all these like sophisticated radar technology patents and he's just a really smart guy. He's a right brain and a left brain kind of guy operating simultaneously. And he's a leader in our tourism uh, community. And we're really, really lucky to have him. Okay, Steve, coming back to you for a second. Tell us about the upcoming event that's coming up. Well, so the Mississippi Arts Commission uh, was struggling with, you know, how to deal with the COVID situation, the reemergence from COVID, you know, because we're very much hands-on people. We're very much into experiences working with people face-to-face. And so the Mississippi Arts Commission put out this community impact grant. They actually had 70 applications for it, and we were only one of eight sites across the entire state of Mississippi. Of course, Julian and the Walter Anderson Museum got one of the grants. They produced a wonderful event last week, but we got this grant, and really uh, the idea for this, the inspiration was inspired by by Ann Madden, who's with us today. You know, Ann has played a leadership role in the Arts Hancock County for forever. You know, really kind of working behind the scenes. Ann is that person who is making everything happen, who's produced the working with uh, her, her partner Sandy Maggio at the Smith and Lens Gallery. They're the ones that produced the the Frida Fest, the Dolly Should Festival, and you know, Ann's just been working tirelessly behind the scenes and Ann and I have always seen the opportunity to integrate public art you know the the, the term we use is uh Ricky is creative placemaking that's a yeah. fancy way of saying using art to bring people together so um you know Ann had this inspiration I, I'd love for her to, to yeah. share a little bit about her experience um the inspiration for this wall-to-wall public art festival we're doing. It's on June 5th and 6th in um, in Bay St. Louis and other locations across Hancock County. Uh, again, funded by the Mississippi Arts Commission, we're going to be painting murals on buildings all across Old Town. Yeah, so let's bring let's bring Ann in. Good morning, Ann. Hope you're doing well this morning. You do photographs and mixed media art yourself, but obviously you're a visionary as well. So first of all, welcome to Coastview. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. It's great to see you. Looks like you're at some wonderful place outside. Where, where are you sitting right now? I'm at the 100 Men Hall. I'm staring at a gorgeous mural right now, but I was going to be in front of that, but it's so sunny that now I'm on the porch of the 10 Shed staring at it. Um, yeah, in the shade. <laughs> yeah, so um, so this, this vision you had, tell me about how it's coming to fruition. Well, it, it really, I, I mean, so last summer when the world shut down um, and all of our plans got put on hold and all of our activities stopped, 
um, I put my girls in the car and we drove to Virginia Beach. We got COVID tested, knew we were, you know, clear, got in the car, drove to to Virginia Beach to visit cousins and um, spent a week outside playing, you know, in their pool and at the beach and whatever. And one of the first nights we were there, they said, let's go get ice cream downtown. And I was like, I've been to Virginia Beach and I don't remember any kind of downtown. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I don't know Virginia Beach very well, but I remember it being like lots of traffic, lots of cars, military beach, but no kind of walkable community. But it was like a completely different place than I remembered. And the reason was because they have created this district called Vibe that came out of a festival called Vibe Festival, where they had they created 10 murals in 10 days. And as a result of that public art presence, businesses started popping up like, you know, really kind of boutique restaurants, not necessarily high end, but definitely not chains. I mean, Virginia Beach had that already, but this little walkable community sort of came out of nowhere. And it really is the result of public art. So like Steve said, we have talked about needing more public art in Bay St. Louis for a long time. And it's just sort of one of those things that we talked about and kind of, I mean, there is some public art here, but when this Mac grant came, became available, we were like, you know, we can do this. This really feels doable. And there, like you said before, there is no shortage of talent on the Gulf Coast. There are artists everywhere you look. And every time I bring friends in to visit or whatever, they're surprised. Like people who've never been to Mississippi, number one, a lot of them don't even know we have a coast. But number two, they're just... It's just not at all what they expected. And um, and when Sandy Maggio and I started the gallery Smith & Lens, you know, six years ago, people were like, where are these people coming from, these artists that you're showing? And we're like, they're here. They're right here. You know, so we're so, so lucky to have that. And it's going to be incredible to have these daily reminders of these incredible artists and the diversity and, you know, in, in who they are and what they do and what they make and just have it be a daily reminder every day as we walk through our sweet, wonderful, art-filled town. We just, we need more that's out and ready to view anytime, you know? Yeah. So, and you're, you're so articulate and passionate and it is, uh, it has a very magnetic aspect to it and i can understand how something like this can come to fruition when you have a vision for it before we move too far away from you describe your art to me well i'm i'm really a photographer well i do like family portraits and fine art and you know headshots and things like that and i used to do weddings but i retired from those but when sandy and i started smith and lens so she's a silversmith and i'm a photographer and that and she came up with the name smith and lens so we wanted to have a place that um always could show our work and then we would host a different artist every month. So I had this big wall that was all my photography and Sandy had a table filled with her beautiful silver jewelry and, um, selling photography is tough, you know, and especially with, um, the advancements of phones and stuff, a lot of people are doing what they want to with, with their photography. And I just don't know. I mean, I, I will always love photography and I will always think it's worth investing in, but it is a hard sell. So, my friends, Jesse and Kate, invited me to have a show at the Greenhouse on Porter in Ocean Springs. And I had recently hosted a photography workshop with a friend who lived in Japan. 
And as part of that workshop, she brought in another artist who taught image transfer. So I had learned this new technique and it was like a way of me merging my digital photography with analog printmaking. And then I started to add mixed media to it. So it was making, you know, I had these, these digital images that could be reproduced infinitely, but the transfer process allows an element of chance, making each print, you know, slightly different and then adding mixed media on top it brings it into a whole other category, I guess. Does so, Smith and yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, finish. Yeah. yeah. No, so I so I really kind of found my groove getting ready for that show at um, at the greenhouse, and then I just sort of have continued doing that, and it keeps evolving, and I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. Does Smith and Lens have a website that people can go and view your art? Um, SmithandLens.com, but we did shut our doors at the. 2020. So we are sort of figuring out what that means. So like at the moment, we're kind of dormant, but you, but the website's still live. Sandy is still making her jewelry. I'm still making my work. Sandy would be Sandy Maggio jewelry.com and I'm Ann Madden photo.com. But, um, you know, we're thinking we might do pop-up shows in the future as Smith and Lens. We also created Dolly Should that celebrates Dolly Parton in January and that celebrates Frida Kahlo in July. We're not doing it this summer, but we are really trying to pull it off for next summer and hoping to come back bigger and better. Last year, we had to pull the plug because of the pandemic. And the year before that, we almost had to pull the plug because of Hurricane Barry. But the year before that was straight magic. So we were really hoping that we can make that happen again in 2022. Uh, and when you when you tell your story, I, I say this all the time on my show, but at the core of Mississippians, especially coastal Mississippians, is resiliency. It's part of our DNA. So we take the next punch and then we say, okay, okay, now what, what do we have to work with? <laughs> and then we figure it out. And uh, and that that makes us strong. That makes us, you know, incredibly passionate people and very determined people. But it's a great it's great to hear your story and your contribution. Thank uh, you, Steve. What would you add to what Ann said? We we got just I think maybe a minute or so left for this sec segment. But what would you say in closing about Ann Madden? Yeah, well, it's it, it. The word is magic, you know. Ann Ann said that, and you know, she. <laughs> What she does with the camera and just the, the, the way that she captures people's spirit on the film or digitally is amazing. But the whole way that she has taken it to the next level with the image transfer and adding all these layers is just so unique and it really is magical. I can sense that. I can sense that. Um, there's something, you know, you're lucky when you have so many incredible artists who are articulate and do their homework and, and you know, explore the world and bring back ideas to Bay St. Louis. You never know what that melting pot of ideas is going to do to sort of help the renaissance of a community. And that's what we see taking place in Bay St. Louis as we speak yeah. or in Hancock County in general. Hey, when and we that's come what back. Ann's done, you know. Yeah. You well, know, Ann, we, Ann is... Ann, I, yeah. No, I am one person of many, including you, Steve. That's very kind of you. Well, y'all are being very nice to each other, but I see it clearly. You, you're helping contribute to a renaissance. When we come back, we're going we're gonna to have artist Julia Rays join us and continue this fascinating conversation. We'll see you after this break. Subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
And now, it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota, Gulf Coast Business Supply, and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. We're having sort of a, you know, a round robin today about the art community in coastal Mississippi, especially Hancock County. And, um, you know, I never know where a conversation is going to go all the time. I'm inspired. You know, the, the beauty of Coast View is as our listeners and those who are watching uh, the videos, et cetera, watch this and they get inspired, I'm equally inspired. I mean, I'm again, I don't know what to expect. But you always know that when you touch the art community that you're going to get something special and it never fails. And, uh, you know, just a minute ago, Steve, you mentioned Julian Rankin. And, uh, I, you know, yeah. Julian's such a talented art. Uh, museum director, his ability to articulate the relationship between landscapes and art and interpretation and how it help, helps define our sense of place. He's a master at it, and I've learned a lot from sure. him. And you know, you 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 got your inspiration from the Aura Museum. I mean, it's just you just never know where the inspiration is going to come from. But uh, we're going to talk next to Julia Reyes. She's a visual artist and a creative entrepreneur. And uh, she's got very unique art here in coastal Mississippi. And uh, we'll bring, first of all, say, say good morning, Julia. How are you doing? Good morning. It's Thank good you to for see having you. me. <laughs> hey, Steve, why don't you, what would you say about Julia? Well, you know, when we put this grant uh, proposal together for Mississippi Arts Commission, you know, we're on a very short time frame and we put out a call for artists. And we wanted to reach out to all the great artists across the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And we got uh, 39 entries from, I think, 19 or 20 different artists. And some some were artists that we had worked with before. Some were, were new. But we were so delighted to see the entry from Julia. Uh, you know, it's kind of a secret. We haven't unveiled the images yet. But... Julia's mural is going to be painted on the side of our new headquarters. We just got this new building, this new brick and mortar facility. And Julia has really brought together everything in terms of this rich variety of color palettes and bringing in all these different sensations about this coastal community, about hands-on artwork. And, you know, Julia is, again, like Anne, one of these people who works tirelessly behind the scenes. You know, she started this up, the Almost Circle Gallery. Uh, and we're just so delighted to have her part of our mural team this year. Julia's great. Where, so, Julia, where did your interest in art come from? Um, you know, I've always... I've always been kind of interested in um, documenting and exploring. When I was a kid, I used to just be outside all the time and and just want to document and observe. And so when people used to ask me, you know, when I was a kid, what I wanted to be was I want to be an explorer. <laughs> and so I feel like it's translated in ways, you know, as an artist, I feel like it's always changing. It's always, you know, something new. And I kind of like that that lifestyle you know yeah and um yeah so it's it's just evolved as i've gotten older in different mediums and in ways that it's 
come about. So, so I, say, I say for the radio audience where Julia is sitting, I'm not exactly sure what room it is, but to her right are a bunch of books. So I'm, <laughs> yeah. assuming, I'm assuming you read a lot. I do read a good amount. Sometimes I have multiple books I'm reading at once. But Well, yeah. I mean, that's part of your mind, and you, you never know where your mind is going to go. I mean, it's, a, it's amazing. I was talking to someone the other day about her passion for barbecue. And I said, well, what are you, you know, what are you reading? She says, well, I like European history. <laughs> and the European history ends up bringing her over to Europe. And she goes to all these amazing f- towns, falls in love with Italy. And that then influences the way she cooks and the way she does her barbecue. It's pretty, you just never know where the, where, where the inspiration is going to come from. Hey, describe your style of art. Oh gosh. Um, I would say I, one word to describe it. Um, I like to take uh, common objects from observations and uh, sort of abstract them. So there's definitely in some of my work, there's an element of, um, you know, abstraction, kind of deconstruction of things that are layered. Um, but then sometimes there are some re- more representational things. Um, I like a sense of play in my work, too. Uh, you get the feeling of a uh, of a play moment, you know? Yeah, yeah. Julia, I have a I, question for you. Sure. For, this, for, for the mural that you are uh, producing for the wall-to-wall festival, you're going to be painting with acrylic paint, right? But I'm yeah. just curious, what was the original done with? Because it's got these, it kind of feels pastel-ish. Did you use pastel crayons or what? what did you do? I used acrylic uh, design, but it's layered, so it might have a, there's some transparent layers in there, so it might kind of give the feeling of um, of pastel, but it's done with paint, with acrylic, so. Well, talk a little more about that, that, that layering. I mean, you know, so, you're... Um, that's one thing in my work, especially working smaller on canvas, I tend to do a lot of layers, transparent layers. So since I've been doing a lot more mural work, I've been trying to kind of figure out how to translate that large because, you know, as everybody, everybody knows there's, you know, more of a challenge when you're, you know, sometimes on top of scaffolding or, you know, hovering or it's just, there's a little more restraint there. And so by the nature of the situation, the work, you know, you have to think about that in advance, which is kind of different for me because I'm very much a, um, I work uh, as I go, I improv. And so it's helped me to kind of think a little bit more plan ahead, which I do internally, but. (laughs) The challenge is that you the challenges that you face, Julia, as a large-scale mural artist, I think are similar to all the other mural artists, too, because I know that Andrew also, and some of the other artists, and Susie, of course, did her an initial um, picture on a canvas. And then the idea is, how do you translate that to this huge space? So, you know, we're working with projectors and gritting things out so that we can take that magic from the canvas and put it on the big wall. And then the technique <laughs> factors in. Yeah. Definitely. Hey, Julia, you're, you're, what you're painting is described as a montage 
uh, of elements depicting coastal life. And the fact that you're doing it on the side of the Mardi Gras design of Carter Church's former studio, which is now the new home of the arts, yeah. that adds, I bet that adds a little bit of, man, you just want to nail it to, to the two. And Bay St. Louis in general, I've always loved um, loved that loved Bay St. Louis. I have family um, from there originally, and I don't know, it's just fitting. Um, and also, it being a design, you know, that's it's more personal. Um, I don't know, it just feels very special to be to be working there and yep. it on the arts building as well. So Julia, if somebody wants to learn more about your art, how can they see it and learn more about it? Um, you can, my website is uh, juliareyesart.com, but Instagram is probably more updated with um, in progress stuff. Yeah. Instagram yeah, these days, at Julia Reyes Art. So. Yeah, it's super. Yeah, Steve, when you hear people like Julia and Ann talk, and, and you think about what Ann said about what she discovered about the ability for art to cr literally create within itself an economic engine. Yeah. That's got to make you super excited to think about what the future holds. It sure does. And you know what the future holds for Bay St. Louis, as you know, Ricky, is the Amtrak passenger rail service is coming in less than a year and a half. And what we're doing in the wall-to-wall -wall project is just scratching the surface. It's a catalyst for the way that art is going to transform the visitor experience when they get off the train at the Bay St. Louis Depot. And we couldn't be more excited about that. It is, uh, it is to see the evolution of great ideas, so, you know, the, the evolution of good vision. And if you think about artists, artists have vision, for goodness sakes. And that's such a creative way to see things. And then you take four or five of them, put them in the room. There's no telling what's going to come as a result of that. That is for sure. Um, hey, so when we come back from the break, we're going we're gonna to ask Susie Brown from Past Christian to join us. And... You know she's she's got quite a quite a, a chore ahead of her because we we now have in Bay St. Louis a floaty girl boutique, and I came from New Orleans. I was publisher of the Sun of the Times.Union.Nola.com. Uh, uh, I know the the incredible story of floaty girl and what it's done and what it's going to mean to Bay St. Louis or what it does mean to Bay St. Louis. And uh, Susie's a young person who's already making waves, and we'll learn more about her in just a second. We'll see you after this break. You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. Wow, what a show. You got to love talking about the arts. You got you to gotta love meeting artists and people who are involved in the art community in coastal Mississippi. So you can really understand the link between their passion and their art and their talent and their ability to inspire with the advancements along coastal Mississippi of, you know, in terms of making this a great place to live, work, and play. They're helping contribute to creating a sense of place. And as Ann Madden pointed out and what she learned, I guess, from Virginia Beach, 
is that when you do these murals like they're envisioning doing for Bay St. Louis as part of this festival, that they, these murals in and of themselves can become sort of this economic engine. They can create vitality. They can create this sense of place that people want to come to. And, uh, you know, one thing will lead to another and more success will come to these communities. And you get a sense of that. So, it's you know, you can enjoy the art. And that's certainly what we're supposed to do, enjoy the art. But in a conversation like this, you get a great connection between how the art can contribute to what and to the community in ways maybe you weren't thinking about before. Did I say that well, Steve? You sure did. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, th there are, a, th again, it's this term creative placemaking is the buzzword that everybody uses, but it is really at its heart using art as a way to draw people together as an economic stimulator. Yeah, no question. No, got it. Hey, let's, uh, let's ask Susie Brown from Past Christian. She's a local student. Uh, she's uh, done done murals at the Starfish Cafe in Claremont Harbor, and she's also, uh, her, her work is known for being bold and vibrant and bursting with energy, and she's just you know, 17 years old and, and contributing in a significant way to this project. Good morning, Susie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Susie's in her car. I so uh, we're, we're making the best of the situation. So how did you get inspired by art, Susie? Um, I mean, I've always been an artist, I guess, since I was little. But my biggest inspiration, in addition to all of the um, like local artists that we have thriving in this area, um, I would say it's probably Ashley Longshore out of New Orleans. Um, her style is pretty similar to mine, and I just love all the vibrant colors and the celebration kind of aspect she has to all of her work. So that's definitely been my biggest inspiration. Well, you know what's interesting about your work? You heard heard what I say going into the break about Flirty Girl Boutique, but do you feel a, an added sense of... You know, like I said to, uh, to, to to hang on just a minute to Julia just a second ago, you've really got to nail this. Um, yes, in several respects, because I mean, my entire family's from New Orleans, so I kind of know about Flirty Girl too. Um, and even just being that it's on Main Street, you know, which is pretty much the main like foot traffic area of Bay St. Louis, um, it's definitely gonna be a lot of people seeing it. So um, I just really want to make sure I can do justice to that piece. It's going to be there for a long time, and it's going to help sort of define your work. I mean, all these murals are going to do that for sure. You got to be thrilled that you're being that you're part of this project. What does it ultimately mean to you to have the, have the opportunity to contribute to a project like this? Um, I don't know. I just it's all very exciting. I guess like, um, just you know, I've grown up in Bay St. Louis. I go to school in Bay St. Louis. Um, so it's like even just walking around downtown, I never imagined that a piece of mine would be um, even on that scale in a place like Bay St. Louis where everyone can see it. It's all very exciting. Oh, no, no doubt. So Steve, when you, when you contemplated uh, Susie Brown being part of this project, what, tell me sort of what went through your mind. Well, so, you know, Ricky, it was really interesting because we put out this call for artists to try to, it was very kind of, Loose, but we said we asked the artists, challenged them to make bold statements that represented the diversity of our community, right? And that could be interpreted in a number of levels. And the variety and the depth and the vibrancy of our, the entries was amazing. And we had not thought of a particular artist for a particular location. You know, we have these businesses 
who have signed up that have walls available. And then we have the artists and it just so happened, Julia's piece fit perfect on our arts building and Susie's piece fit perfect on Flirty Girl. And I, I don't know what to say of all the murals we're doing. I'm certain that Susie's is gonna be the most photographed because of the central location and because of how bold it is and how incredible it is. And, and so we're, we're so excited about what Susie's doing. And she's only 17 years old. I mean, wow. What a that, that's part of our mission, Ricky, is, you know, that we uh, support artists who are trying to make a living, but we're also really trying to do everything we can to inspire, encourage, and promote the next generation of artists. And Susie is just a star among them. And there's uh, other young artists that we're working with uh, as well. Um, and you know, it's, it's it's great. It's you know, last night we were there. How late were you there, Susie? Till midnight, tracing that uh, image. Yeah. Uh, like eleven, and we probably stayed till midnight. Mm. Yeah. Hey, Susie, I have a question for you. What at what point in your life did you begin to sense that you have a gift? Um, I mean, I've always been a very creative person in several respects um you know i do musical theater i dance um and i do visual art so the arts has always and like creative things in general have always come kind of naturally for me but i guess it's kind of when i got to my high school level art classes um and working with my uh teacher amanda bush she's an artist from philadelphia and um she has really inspired me to pursue um art in a more serious manner and like looking into college programs for me and stuff like that um so definitely like just taking it more seriously once i got to these more advanced level art classes well that's that is awesome and congratulations on getting this opportunity to uh, to do flirty girl what a what a cool thing that's going to be see we're kind of hey, susie to I, I got a question for yeah. susie yeah go ahead sure so Susie, without giving it away, can you talk a little bit about the content of your mural, its inspiration? Absolutely. Um, so the inspiration for my mural is my friend Mitri, um, who just graduated from Mississippi State. Um, and he has always been a very authentic person. Um, and that's what the piece kind of celebrates is um, diversity and authenticity and being yourself, which I feel based in Lewis is definitely a place where you can do that, especially in the arts community that we have down here. Um, so without giving too much away, it's just about celebrating, you know, who you are and being unapologetically yourself and just being excited about that. Uh, great question, Steve. Thank you for, for saying that. In the short time we have left, Steve, what does bringing all this together mean to you? Well, Ann and I have been trying to paint these walls in Bay St. Louis for four years, right? And we've been uh, doing a small mural here, a small mural there. But to me, there's, there's two concepts, Ricky. It's a critical mask, right? We've got all this stuff happening. We're engaging the community. We're having hands-on activities. We're celebrating coming back to normal. And the second part of it, Ricky, is this is just a catalyst. This is not a one-off. This is just the beginning. There are so many other business owners that want to get on board. We're going to do it again next year, even bigger and better. And we're going to have murals everywhere. 
we're going to have mur murals everywhere. Um, hey, Kyle, real quick, bring Ann back in, if you don't mind. And Ann, unmute your phone, if you don't mind. Uh, I'm just curious about, let's see, I kind of threw a curveball to Kyle, but uh, he'll 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 make it happen. There you go. Look, it's like all my artists, all at one time, terrific. There, there you all three are. But but Ann, in closing, I just wanted to ask you, since you know, you, you've been a real part of this vision, as you hear... Uh, both, you know, obviously as you hear Steve talk about how proud he is, but you then you see the pride that Julia and Susie sort of represent and what they're bringing to this. How does that make you feel? Well, it's amazing. I mean, you know, it's been a long time coming, but it's also always been here. So um, as much as we talk about the creative economy, this is a full representation of it. And then it also adds civic pride. I mean, I think that this is one of those things where we keep saying we're, you know, this art filled place, but we just need a, we just need the daily reminder, like I said before. So this is very exciting that it gets to actually come to fruition and it's all happening at the same time. It's just very exciting. And let me tell you something. There was a magic moment that happened a couple of days ago in a conversation I was having with Shari and Craig Davis. They're the ones who developed the, the Jackson Pearl and Ocean Springs. And then they have another development they're going to do in Biloxi. And they came here from Southern California. They had a very successful business in Southern California. And we got into this conversation about what people perceive about us. But when they come here, they see something different. What The, the perceptions of Mississippi are totally not fair. But she was so articulate when she said that when you come here, you see people who are accepting. You come here to see people who who accept you for who you are. And that are there these are caring people and empathetic people. And she went on, we're actually going to post that segment of a conversation because it was so powerful what she said. And it kind of I couldn't help but think about what she was saying when when Susie was talking about her mural in particular but there's so many incredible messages that come out of today's meeting the connection with community the appreciation of art the way to be inspired by art the way that art can be an economic driver and the work that the arts community is doing in St. Louis in particular and I can't thank any all of you enough for joining me today and my sense is we'll come back together again I, I, I think once these murals get done we need to have some special shows surrounding each one of you and others that are involved in this project. So, Steve, Barney, thank you so much for joining me today. And to, to all of the artists who joined us today, thank you so much for doing that as well. Y'all have a great day. You too. Thanks. You bet. And we'll see you tomorrow. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.